I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as foils attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Amazing about it, I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott. Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there. It's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, coming to you with a holiday edition of your weekly nerd alert. Uh, happy Turkey Day, uh, or as others might say, gobble gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> One of those people would be my right hand man, <laughs> the man who keeps the nerd in the top nerdy to me network, Commander Scott. Gobble gobble, motherfucker. I like it. So, anyway, sorry I was out last week. Uh, had some stuff going on. However, in the interim, uh, I, I thought it would be best if I actually looked into why people lost their sense of taste and smell um, when they get COVID-19. The doc's answer wasn't scientific enough for you? Well, you know, it was a good attempt. <laughs> But it lacked a little something. Well, hold on. In case you missed last week, uh, uh, the Doc, uh, we'll need to introduce him. Joining us from somewhere in time and space via time-traveling DeLorean, it's the Doc. Hi. Uh, Hi. Doc, will you refresh your memory? Why is it you lose your sense of t- uh, uh, taste when you get corona? Uh, this is a lot of scientific mumbo-jumbo that they're looking into. That um, it It happens. You just it just happens. Sounds pretty solid and airtight to me. I don't know just magic. how you can improve on that. Well, you know, um, we can we can improve by adding just some little tidbits like information. I, oh, I didn't that. present enough information. Not, not enough. Not enough. You, <laughs> no, just, just just a little shy there. So what's really interesting is is that the 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 SARS COVID number two, which is the virus that causes COVID-19, which, of course, stands for Coronavirus uh, Disease uh, 2019. Um, <clears throat> the original thought, you know, of course, back when all this started, was that it disrupts the, 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 the olfactory neurons. And this is not true. It does nothing to the neurons. What it actually does, so the, the COVID-19 virus enters cells through uh, the ACE2 receptor protein uh and ace ace stands for uh uh angiotensin converting enzyme and i i'm not going to pretend i know anything about enough about biology to know what that does but those proteins are present in most organs in the body uh lungs 
uh, heart, blood vessels, uh, stomach, um, uh, and, and, and just, just pretty much everything has ACE2 receptor proteins, which is why COVID can, can hit like a number of different ways and present a number of different ways against a, a large variety of people. Um, however, what they found out when it comes to the sense of smell is that all of the supporting um, uh, cells that support the neurons. So your sense of smell actually has, you, you have these things which are called olfactory sensory neurons, and they are keyed to certain volatile, uh, volatile chemicals. Uh, and when you breathe in these chemicals and, and, and these chemicals bind to those sensory neurons, it causes those neurons to fire, sending a message to the brain, which we perceive as smell. Now, those neurons do not have ACE2 receptor proteins. However, uh, all of the support cells that house and carry and, and, and surround those neurons do have the ACE2 receptor protein. So when COVID-19 enters your body, and you actually get infected, if if the cells supporting your olfactory sensory neurons become infected with COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 uh, through those ACE uh, uh, receptor proteins, that cuts off your sense of smell. Unfortunately, uh, according to the Harvard study that uh, uh, the doc did mention last week, um, they still actually do not know why it cuts off your sense of taste, but it also cuts off something else uh, that, that doesn't get talked about a lot because a lot of people don't realize it's actually a third sensory input. You, 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 have, you have smell and taste, which kind of work together, but you also have something called chemisthesis. And chemisthesis is what allows you to detect certain um, uh, sensations more than just taste, such as capsaicin burn of chili peppers, uh, coolness of uh, menthol or peppermint or something like that. So, you know, temperatures, uh, thing, uh, viscosity of liquids, things of that nature. So they, it kind of gets lumped in with taste, but it's actually a third. And because it can affect both of them, scientists are still, they still don't completely understand why COVID interrupts that. But the sense of smell is because of the ACE2 receptor proteins in the surrounding cells that support the uh, sensory, uh, the olfactory sensory neurons. All right, everybody like, got that? It's because of the Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls proteins <laughs> that get into your body. And if you don't get that, you're a neuron. <laughs> That's what I got out of that. Uh, we'll like put I said, a time limit on you from now on, Scott. Science mumbo right. jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. It's all Ace Ventura 2's fault. That's it. There you go. Yep. Nature called. I wasn't there to answer. <laughs> did it go to voice? Did it go? Did it? Did it go to nature's voicemail? It did. Oh, okay. Okay. That inbox is full. Ah. Oh. Or has the user set up their voicemail? Is that what happened? No. No. Uh, you don't even get yeah. that. That's. There is no leave a number after the beep. It's just this user has a voice voice mailbox that has not been set up correctly. Ah. Uh. Annoying. Yeah. Well, for those of you who are still with us, why? Uh, but thank you. <laughs> hey, I had to take back my crown from you know Doc's attempting to <laughs> usurp it last. Week. <laughs> if that was his attempt to usurp your crown, you have nothing to worry about, Scott. <laughs> Science mumbo jumbo, thorough shellacking right there. Um, 
So we are our powers combined, your nerd alert. Um, and this week we've got kind of a jumble of topics, but they all fit under the umbrella term, which is always fun, of games. Um, and the first one we're going to start with, because this is our holiday episode, uh, by the time this hits, it'll either be Turkey Day or after Turkey Day. Uh, so we're going to talk about, first up, games we recommend you play with the family. Was that the topic? Yeah, games games when you're together with the family. You got you know, there you people go. around. Yeah. All Thanks. right, well, I might regret this, but Commander Scott, go ahead and start us out. Well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to start off uh, with uh, a game that uh, probably few people have heard of. Not a, not a popular one, but Clue. No, no. Your favorite game of all time? I will never advocate that <laughs> game in any shape, form, that's, or fashion. That's two so, of us, but I have a personal reason. I vendetta against it. Well, without without a lot of uh, house rules, yeah, but we'll get to that later. Oh um, boy. Anyway, uh, so no, it's a game I've got. Uh, it's called Long Shot, and I've taken it with me to several family gatherings over the years. And in fact, it used to be a regular. We kind of got away from it in the last uh, few years. It's a horse racing board game um, where uh, you've got uh, you've got ten horses on the field. Uh, you've got a track which is subdivided into into sections, uh, and uh, it's an equal number of sections per lane. And the horses won't change lanes; so they'll stay in their lane all the way through the race. Um, and what you'll do is, uh, you'll start out, you'll, oh, excuse me, you'll roll, you roll a die, which determines, uh, two dice, actually, you'll roll a die, which determines which horse moves, and the second die determines how far that horse moves. Uh, and then you've got three actions you can take, uh, on your turn. You can either purchase a horse, because all the horses are named, and they each have their own abilities, and they're unowned, um, you got three actions. You can either use those actions to purchase a horse. Um, you can play a card from your hand because you've got cards that will either help you or screw other people. Um, or you can place a bet on a horse. Uh, and, and you go all the way around. And um, the the first one across the finish line comes in first. Whoever wins that gets a mixture of the uh, the second horse, second place horse, the owner gets an extra 50, the third place horse, uh, the owner gets an extra 25, and once that third horse crosses the finish line, the game's over, you, you go through the bets on who's bet on what horses, you, you finish all the payouts for the, for the, for the, the win place and show, uh, and then whoever has the most money wins. So, the, the thing that attracted me to the game and that I liked is it has a mechanic. So when you when you buy a horse, uh, you have the, the card for the horse. Uh, and below that is a set of numbers of other horses. So like if you've got the number five horse, say at the bottom, and I don't know, I'm just doing it off the top of my head, it'll have three, seven, and nine, okay? Um, so when you roll, okay, or yeah, when you roll to see which horse moves, course your horse will move if you roll the five but since you own it it'll also move your horse if you roll the three the seven or the nine so if you own horses on your roll it, it increases the odds that your horse will get to move at least on your turn um 
Now, the three, the seven, or the nine, whichever one you rolled, would also move. But I just, I like that mechanic. I thought it was a good mechanic. Uh, it's a very fun game. Very simple, easy, quick. A lot of people can pick it up. It's fun to brag who won the, you know, right. the race and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. So it's like a Kentucky version of Monopoly, but much shorter. Yeah, much, much shorter. Um, so... Yeah, we, we played it quite a bit. Uh, and what's was it called again? Long Shot. Long Shot. There yeah. you go. There was um, there was one time I got I got fussed at by everybody that I was playing. No, yeah, not I, you. I did. Yeah, uh, I wanted to see because usually whoever whoever owns the the winning horse because you get that extra bump uh-huh. usually winds up winning the game. But I wanted to see if it was entirely possible to win a game without owning any horses uh-huh. just just through sheer betting just to see if you could hedge your bets enough to, to make enough money uh, by the outcome and right answer is yes it's not huh. possible to win the game uh, without owning a horse and the, the other people, people were mad at you they weren't happy no <laughs> What's that shirt you have? How's it go? Uh, you weren't cheating. You were simply applying an ad hoc rule set. Uh, an ad hoc as yet unpublished rule set. Yes. There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, the doc, you got any suggestions? Um, I One game that I always played when I was a kid with my family was uh, the game of life. If you've ever played the game of life. Sorry. Yeah, according yeah. to the patch theme song, has corona lose now. it anyway. Do what? Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the way it works is you start out in the same spot, and then you can either choose to go to college or not go to college. You can start a career right away. And there's like a giant spinner in the middle of the, the uh, game board. And your goal is to go through, you just spin this, and it's uh, 1 through 10, and then you just move your car. You get a little car, you get a little blue or pink peg, depending on if you're a guy or a girl, and then uh, go through the game, and there's different things on the board. Um, You have to stop at different points. You have to get a career. You have to buy a house. Um, sometimes when you land on a certain spot, you end up with getting children. Uh, I remember at one point in time when playing this game, my brother, Chris had to get a second car, uh, because of the number of children he kept having. Uh, <laughs> so, and every time that you get kids, it costs you money or like you can land on things that cost you money or you can win money. And the goal at the end of the game is to have enough money to retire to either like a nice, you know, nice high quality retirement home or like the super ritzy estates. Um, this I, it's, there's nothing to the game. I mean, all you're doing is spinning and moving your vehicle. There's no real strategy to it. Uh, the only strategy that my brother ever employed was one time we were playing the game of life and we were eating pizza and he ended up getting pizza sauce on the cop card. And um, if you are the cop and you roll a 10, all the players have to pay you. So, like, if you're a different player in the game and you roll a 10, 
you have to pay whoever the police officer is. So, of course, Chris, knowing that he marked it with pizza sauce, always got the cop. And uh, when you'd roll a 10, you'd have to pay him. And it was always like, oh, okay. That's sure. Pretty sneaky, sis. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's just the a The old fun... mark your car with pizza sauce trick. Ah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun game to play. It's just a good, fun, time-wasting ta- game. If you've ever, if you've never played Life, I'm sure most people have played Life or have seen the game at some point in time. Uh, I remember the game board had like 3D elements to it, like hills and mountains, and like I said, the spinner was just in the middle of the board, and you just kind of spun it. It's just a fun game to play. Yeah, man, it's a classic. That's uh, is it Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley? I'm not sure. Um, I don't, I don't own a copy anymore. I, can't, I think we sold it in a garage sale. Oh um, no, Jeez. yeah. Well, I mean, it was, but <laughs> that pizza sauce card really got me. <laughs> um, did you know there was a Star Wars variant of the Game of Life? I did not know that. No, two thousand two. You can take the Jedi or the Sith path. Huh. I would probably enjoy that game. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. You can get a copy on eBay for about 30 bucks. Huh. All right. Uh, So the first one I have to recommend. um, So my family always says, hey, bring games. And then I bring a bunch of games like a giant Gen Con grab bag full of games uh and then we never play any of them because I'll, I'll get them out start setting them up and they watch me set them up and go oh, i don't think i want to play anymore uh because <laughs> all this raised my family sucks when it comes to board games uh so uh this past summer when we took a family vacation i was like nope not doing this again so i came up with a solution uh and it involves some electronics uh and it involves a gaming system i don't know if you can play these through like a fire stick or something but there may be an app for it um but it's a game called quip lash which you can play on ps4 or xbox or whatever gaming system you have um and once you set it up on your system everyone logs on to the game with their phones using a code on the screen so you play on your phone. It's uh, there's there's a bunch of variations to it, uh, but Quiplash is sort of like a trivia based kind of thing. Um, so everyone plays on their phones. Uh, questions come up, you answer on your phone, you log in on your phone, you come up with your your, your username on the phone. Um, a question will come up, you have so many seconds to answer it, and it shows you real time who's getting questions right, and you know the leaderboard and stuff like that. Um, but it's a fun, funny game that everyone can get together and play without having a whole bunch of rules uh, or setup or anything like that. Uh, you just have to get your phone out, which I mean, nowadays everyone's on the damn phone anyway, uh, and get them to log on. And uh, this was a big hit. Um, so Quiplash is the one I recommend. You can buy that separately, but there's a company called Jackbox Games that makes, I think there's like 10 different party bundles you can get from Jackbox Games that all have within them different games. Same deal. You log on to the game with your gaming system and then everyone logs in, uh, to that session with their phone. And there's all kinds of, like, there's rap battles, uh, there's trivia stuff, there's a murder mystery um where you're trying to try and you someone killed somebody and you can literally kill off other players uh there's there's a billion different uh games you can play on that but all again through logging on your phone 
and, and kind of gathering around the TV. Uh, the two we enjoyed the most were You Don't Know Jack, which is a trivia game, yep. and then uh, Drawful, which is sort of like <laughs> yes. Pictionary. Uh, yeah, where you draw stuff on your, your phone. Uh, and it, it, it gives every individual player a prompt, and it's like, here, draw this. Uh, and then it will take your images and scramble them up and back to you. You'd be like, what? That's not what I drew. Um, they're fun. Um, they're quick to play. Uh, they don't involve a bunch of setup or explaining of the rules, which is great for my family, who has zero patience for that. So, Quicklash uh, uh, or Jackbox, yeah. Isn't there one where, like, you have to, you draw something, you draw a product, and then you're against somebody else and you have to sell your product and other people in the game vote for it? I think that's in Drawful, I think. Oh, but man. No, there's, there's a million of those different yeah. uh, pet bundles that all have, like, ten games in them. Yeah, there's a bunch oh, of them. I've played fun. that before with... um with a bunch of friends at when we used to have something that we called friends giving. Yeah. Um, and we would, we would play that after ingesting copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah. And, when all uh, you want to do is sit around cause you, you had all the Turkey and you're, you got the itis, you know, what better, what better way to spend the time than, uh, making fun of each other, uh, some phone trivia stuff. Yeah. So what you're saying is your family is not, the, the Twilight Imperium family, though. Oh, dear God, Scott. They, they don't go for Twilight Imperium. I would get the box out, and they'd be like, uh, how long does this take to play? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you played um, Space Park, Scott? Yes. Okay, simplest game ever. You move your piece around, you go to a planet, you collect the stuff from that planet. Like there, there's, there's, like, it's, it's the simplest setup ever, right? Yep. Uh, two members of my family didn't have the patience to sit through the the uh, instructions for that game. Wow! Yeah, that's impressive. I'm yeah, gonna uh, say, yeah. My, my sister literally was like, "I don't uh, understand how this works," and Brett was like, "Well, you didn't pay attention when he explained the rules. It's really easy." I was gonna guess your sister was one of them. Yeah, I think everyone could guess that. Ah, uh, love you, Slappy. It's okay. She's never gonna hear this. <laughs> but yeah, uh Quiplash is fun. You can buy that separately. And then Jackbox uh games has a bunch of different bundles you can go through and, and it'll let you preview what the games are before you buy a bundle. Um but they're super fun. Again, they involve a little bit of setup as far as like if if we end up playing them, I've got to bring my PlayStation over to wherever we're going. Um that was fine with me when we went to vacation because we were we were renting a cabin in uh Carolina. Uh, and then at night when everybody went to bed, I could sneak on and play a predator. Uh, so it worked out fine for me at the time, but that, uh, may not be optimal for everybody. Anyone else have suggestions? Um, well, uh, one that I like, uh, to take, um, it's gotten good reception in a, in a family environment. Cause once again, it's simple. Um, the, the downside of this one is it's only four players. Uh, you could stretch it a little bit, add a fifth. If you really wanted to, but you have to supplement some stuff because there's not a, there's not tokens for a fifth player. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, um, uh, it's it's called uh, Bob Ross: The Art of the Chill. Ooh. They made a Bob Ross board game. Actually, I think there's two. I think there's a card game as well. But this is actually very fun. Um. So it comes it comes with a small easel 
uh, and it has quite a number of small, you know, cardstock uh, prints of um, Bob Ross paintings. Um, each painting has uh, three of four different elements on on this painting. You can have uh, happy little trees. You can have fluffy clouds. Uh, have uh, I forget what the water is called or or cabin basically, and each of these elements requires uh, a, a specific number uh, of specific color paints that you have to have on your palette. That specific tool you need to paint it. Um, did did the doc pass out and fall out of his chair or something? Did... No, I'm here. Oh, okay, I heard a boom. I um, definitely didn't drop something and hit my mic. Oh, I see. Okay. I would never do that. I'm a, I'm a professional. So, uh, so you, basically, you draw cards, uh, which which represents uh, either a, a specific color of paint. <laughs> draw uh, and, cards. Yeah, you draw cards. Um, you have them in your hand. It can either be a paint or uh, a specific uh, uh, tool, such as a one inch brush or a two inch brush or a palette knife. Uh, things. And um, so when you're painting, the you, you roll a die, and that gives you something that happens. Uh, and uh, uh, and then you, you play your cards to your palette. You play paints to your palette and everything. And when you have in the correct paints on your palette and the correct tool in your hand, then as an action, you can paint a feature. Uh, and when you... When you paint your feature, uh, you get a number of uh, uh, chill points, is what they call them, um, to uh, equal to the number of paints on the feature. If you were able to paint it before Bob did, you'll get bonus chill points. Uh, and if you were the first person, the first player to paint it, you'll get more bonus chill points. Uh, and the, the goal of the game is to be the first person to go, you know, to to to. The, the get uh, to achieve what they call maximum chill, basically a certain number of points that you have to get, and you will you will win the game. Quick, simple, fun. Everybody loves Bob Ross, so yeah, this that game's gotten uh, quite a quite a quite a good reception uh, the last couple of years at, at family gatherings. So I would recommend that, especially with your custom figure for that game. Well, it's not really custom. It's, it's, it's available for mass production, but I, I bought the Bob Ross uh, um, uh, Funko Pop uh, to set next to the easel. Isn't there it's, another one you have too? I have uh, I have the Marvel Deadpool Bob Ross because yeah, why not? I like it. I I have played that game. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, everybody loves Bob. Um, well, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as John with like playing games with other people that sometimes they don't want something complicated and it doesn't take a lot of setup. Plus, a lot of my friends uh, have a very quirky senses of humor. Um, they. If you know some, well, John knows some of my other friends 
they have very dark senses of humor. Like Bob. <laughs> Bob has a very dark sense of humor. Not Bob Ross, no. Uh, and Bob I can have... Huh? Bob LeBlanc? Bob no. LeBlanc's blog blog? You know Bob. Bob. I know. I'm I'll making I'll make Bob jokes. What about Bob? Bob. Bob. Uh, and so sometimes you just need a game that you can appeal to the dark sense of humor. And this had a huge uh, uprising a few years ago. And I think it's kind of died out as far as popularity, but I still love to play it from time to time. Um, Cards Against Humanity. Um, sure, you guys are familiar with Cards Against Humanity. but you Definitely have to be in the right uh, company. But yeah, it can be a good time. Yeah. So basically, you get um, cards that are filled with like people, places, things, events, and then something else like a some sort of sentence or question. And then the goal usually is to make the worst possible connection from what you have in your hand of your person, place, thing, or event to the card. And you're trying to get that person to either laugh or just be so shocked by what you put that they pick your card. Um, I have a copy of it. I haven't played it in a while, but uh, we've had some good times. And like you said, John, you need to be in the right company for that. Um, And a lot of people I know have the right sort of attitude towards it when you're playing. Um, I usually... My goal is to go for the most outlandish answer possible, or there are always cards that like I call winning cards. So no matter when you play them, no on no matter what, you have to pick it. Uh, we have a couple like that in our deck. Yeah, they're usually the uh, the custom ones where they give you a blank card and you can write whatever you want on them. Yeah, but yeah, that's a. I would not play that with my family. <laughs> well, see, that's sort of it by my mom the whole time. But again, <laughs> when you're in the right crowd, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say this is a family game. If you want to play a family version of it, you play apples to apples. Um, and again, you can you can still skew apples to apples the way you want. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to play in, I guess you could say sorted company that you cards against humanity would not be good then you could play apples to apples yeah we we've never we've never uh, gone the route of uh, uh cards against humanity uh at family family get-togethers for the same reason neither my parents nor uh, the in-laws uh, i think would would approve of cards against humanity they just they they wouldn't be in the right mindset for that i don't think yeah. Yeah, I guess I looked at it as not so much cuz yeah, you're going to get together with family, but sometimes you're also just going to get together with friends. And and sometimes you can't make it to go see family during the holidays, but you can make it to see your friends around. And this is something for you to do with them. I was just trying to think of things that I enjoy doing when anytime like during the holidays no matter who I'm visiting, so yeah, but when you're when you're getting together with friends, that's when you you pull out Star Trek Ascendancy or yeah, King or uh, what was the second one? War of the Ring. Oh, we need to play that again. 
We do. I got to get it back. Uh, a friend of mine's got it borrowed right now, though. Yes, but when you don't have those games, get better friends that have those games. Well, or you know, not that's, have that's to drive I, I mean. twelve hours to play the game with the. Anyway, well, okay, then go back to my red. Get better friends that already have those games. It's just or uh, or move closer to the friends that do. Hey, now we got a winner. Just just say, just throwing it out there. <laughs> Uh, well, no, this uh, this is a perfect segue into my uh, last suggestion. <clears throat> Hear me out now, okay? Uh-oh. Your family's like my family. You have a time-honored tradition. You get together. You're happy to see everybody. It's hugs and yay, missed you. What's new? Yay. And then about, I don't know, 5 to 15 minutes later, uh, you're tired of these people. You remember why you spent a lot of time away from these people. They're driving you crazy. Uh, there's at least two arguments going on, uh, not necessarily in different rooms of the house, because uh, you just got to get that out of your system. So uh, for your post-dinner family fight, let's steer into this, kid. Let's play a game that encourages you to point the finger at people, uh, whatever finger you choose, uh, and to accuse them of, uh, I don't know, being an imitation and sabotaging missions. Let's play a game designed for you to hate the people you're playing it with. Uh, I'm talking about the thing, uh, Outbreak at Outpost 31, my absolute favorite game of all time. The best present ever. Thank you, Scott. Um, I pull this game out anytime and every time I possibly can because I love it. Uh, and it's one of those where and I, I haven't done this with my family yet, but I keep trying. Every time we get together, I bring it thinking maybe this time. Uh, first of all, it supports up to eight players, which is perfect for my family. Um, so it's a big group. And it's also a game that's better with a big group. Um, and setup makes it look complicated. There's lots of parts and pieces and whatnot. But you've all played it. Once you get through one round and everyone sees the actual mechanics of the game, it's, oh, okay, got it, cool. It's very quick to pick up. Uh, and it's more about playing the people you're with than playing the game itself. Um, so there's my, um, moment of Loki chaos, <laughs> bring the thing, the board game <laughs> to your family, get together. I thought you were going to say monopoly. No, fuck that game. Who's got time for that shit? Actually, I, I, I just found out today that monopoly was originally invented with a whole second set of rules that was removed by uh, Parker Brothers. Pourquoi? To make it go faster? No. No, no. Apparently it was invented by a, a, a woman, I can't remember her name right now, um, that uh, in order to... Um, it, it was supposed to teach people that capitalism was bad. And the rule set uh... was, so every time you bought property or you know somebody landed on property or whatever anytime you got money you're supposed to give a percentage of that to all the other players and that, that, i'm sure that's not the, the be all end all the rules i'm still trying to find a copy of of the, those original rules but so parker brothers uh got a hold of it um they bought her patent from them uh for or from her for five hundred dollars 
they had this this one guy who is now credited with inventing the game to retool the rule set and that we know now as Monopoly as hoard all the money and you know basically try to get all the money uh, and and put they put out fifty copies of her original game that they were contractually obligated to uh, and then completely because it had a different name too and then completely retooled it as Monopoly got rid of the old rule set and it started mass marketing. Yay, capitalism. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, uh, actually, if you look on uh, season three of Adam Ruins Everything on Hulu, uh, there's Adam Ruins Games, uh, and it's on there. I love that show. You would. That's a great show. All right, so before we jump topics, any other suggestions for fun games to play around the get-together season? Uh, the only other thing that we play sometimes uh, when we get together with uh, the wife's family, uh, it's not a board game at all. All you need is a deck of cards um, and a number of spoons. Has anyone played spoons? You all know oh, spoons? Oh, God, I haven't played spoons in years. I can't. Oh. I've played it, but... yeah. So that's when you, it's basically it's not a board game or anything, but that's when you when you've got you know a group of people that's larger than a board game or whatever can support, uh, and everybody's too keyed up for a board game anyway. They want to they want to do something a bit more. So it's it's like musical chairs, but with spoons, because you've got uh, a number of spoons equal to the number of players minus one, um, and 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 you deal all the cards, a deck of cards, to everybody who's playing. And everybody starts passing cards left. The first person to match a complete set of four, like four fours, four twos, four queens, four whatever, you get a set of four, you throw it down, you grab a spoon. As soon as one person grabs a spoon, everybody goes for spoons because the music has stopped. And at the end, whoever is spoonless is out of the game. Last person standing wins. Yeah, I've played it. Fun basic musical chairs type of situation here. It's musical chairs with cards and spoons. Uh, and it's fun. Uh, I've played it many times over the years. I remember a friend of mine and I once went crawling over each other, uh, dragging the other person down to the ground, chasing a spoon down a hallway. It got violent. As do all the best family games. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's the games we think you should play for your family, your friends to get together. Uh, of course, uh, no more than two households and eight people per home, and make sure you wear your mask. Uh, all right. So we're going to segue then. Uh, we're still talking about games, but we're going to talk about... Uh... Oh, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, I have an honorable mention from Whitney. Uh-oh. Yeah, she thought this was hilarious. Her favorite game to play during a family get-together is <clears throat> Can You Get Me Another Beer? <laughs> the rules are simple. You sit down somewhere, uh, drink a beer, uh, and then when it's empty, as soon as the next person gets up, you tell, ask them, hey, while you're up, can you get me another beer? The goal is to never get your own beer. 
is to never get your own beer. At least not after the first one, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you allowed to get the first one? The first one, I think you can get. I, I think that's like a free space kind of deal. I, okay. I, I think there. Okay, could be wrong, but uh, <laughs> she thinks she's good. But I'm sorry, the the house champion of can you get me another beer is my grandma, um, because once she's parked, she ain't getting up. So, <laughs> way to go, Nana. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that was the honorable mention. <laughs> uh, so now we're shifting gears um, to a topic that kind of multifaceted. The first thing is going to get specific. The second part is going to get kind of generic. Um, and we'll go. We'll just see where the chips fall. Um, a game uh, near and dear, I think I can say, to me and uh, Commander Scott uh, that came out a few months ago. I was super hyped for this game. Uh, couldn't wait. It was one of those, why is it taking so long to get this game kind of deals. Uh, it came out. I loved it. It's got some issues. Um, but it has been largely shat upon by the gaming community. Um, fairly, maybe not fairly. That's what we're going to talk about. Our, our next topic is Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix, Dead on Arrival. Uh, there are those who would say absolutely. Um, and let me go through my notes that I took a week ago. Uh, so it was billed as a, a game as a service. Uh, so I think Destiny 2 you know, or Anthem, <laughs> for those who play that for the five minutes, it was a thing. Um this was, uh, um, again, built as a game as a service. So it was meaning there's going to be frequent updates, lots of new content. It's, it's not something you play, install, beat the game, and then move on to the, you know, the next thing or maybe come back to it later. It was supposed to be this is something you continuously play every day. Um, Crystal Dynamics, the developer, listed, uh, this was a couple weeks ago, a loss of $47.46 million compared to the same sales period last year. Um, did not uh, release how many copies of the game have actually been sold, but reportedly only 60% of their estimated number of copies actually sold. Uh, the game cost somewhere, because uh, they had not released a final budget, between 100 and $190 million to develop. Uh, Steam is reporting issues with matchmaking. Um, reportedly, uh, Steam dipped below a thousand players uh, about a month after the game dropped. Uh, so those are all the 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 case against um, the Avengers. So that being said, what do you guys think? Is it dead? I say no. Um, no, I do know uh... this parrot is dead <laughs> it has well, ceased it. to be sorry sorry that popped in my head sorry <clears throat> uh i do know that the the president of square enix uh put out a statement either today or yesterday um and has has gone on record saying that the game is not dead they they have not pulled the plug uh they are still moving forward with development and you know future content um, while he did not present any numbers uh, in his statement, he did say that the game has not made back its development cost yet. 
Um, I think they're still hopeful. Um, uh, I, well, I don't think the game is dead. I definitely think they should not have released the game when they did. I think they should have, they should have done more development before doing it. And I, I think the biggest thing that hurt them with regards to, uh, the, the, the recorded loss not the problems of the game. This this has nothing to do with the problems of the game, which are many. But the I don't think they would have had as big a loss. But they they put forth a huge marketing campaign for this game, like almost a year in advance of the game actually coming out. Um, and of course, all the marketing stuff gets lumped lumped back into development costs. Mm-hmm. So if they hadn't have done as big of a you know year long extravaganza build up of this game, I don't think we would be seeing the the reported loss or the backlash that we're seeing now because they hyped this game so much. They did, and they look hype for a game is great, uh, but they took some very I'll say interesting marketing twists with this game. Uh, there were conventions last year where at their their booth. Uh, it wasn't just like, hey, here's, you know, shots from the game or here's a partially playable demo or here's concept art from the game or, you know, stuff like that. They commissioned someone to build real life costumes of the character models in their default costumes. Wow. To tour around conventions with. Damn. That That's impressive. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, look, they're cool to see. <clears throat> the cost of the marketing, how much they hyped it up, because I think, I think the biggest thing that people are pissed about um, is that the game content-wise uh, is nowhere near living up to the hype that they 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 did for this game. Um, I mean, Destiny, you know, Destiny is, is, is good. Destiny is a very good, uh, model of this format of game. Um, but Destiny had a lot more content out of the gate. Well, than, than Avengers does. It did and it didn't. Uh, and there are certain areas, uh, Destiny gameplay wise, super fun. I love Destiny. I played Destiny 2 for a long time. Um, that being said, other than Cade, I couldn't name one character from Destiny. I couldn't tell you what the fuck the story of Destiny is because no one fucking knows the story of Destiny. Um, so th- that game definitely has some some issues with it and, and things that Avengers had to get right. Um, and, and it does get a lot of things right. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Scott. I, I, don't, I don't want to declare it dead because I feel like it gets too much right to just say, no, it's dead, write it off right away. Um, I think it definitely has some issues. And even those numbers I, I, I rattled off earlier upon a, a further week, because we were going to talk about this last week and we bumped it to, I want to wait till Scott was here to talk about it. Um, even some of those numbers may not necessarily be entirely accurate. The whole thing that people have been leading to call it, oh, this game's dead, this game's dead, is that matchmaking is having issues and player counts have dipped below a thousand on Steam, which means PC gamers. 
yeah. the biggest market for this game is console players. And at current, uh, I think as of earlier this week, console players are somewhere around, I think they had 2,000 um, at any given time this past week. Uh, people on Xbox or PlayStation have been playing the game. Uh, so the gloom and doomers, I think, are looking at that information and spitting it one way because they, they don't like it. Uh, so it's dead. Um, whereas those numbers may not be as, as they might be a little misleading. Um, I don't do matchmaking, so not an issue for me one way or the other. Uh, I've got my crew and, you know, we text and, Hey, we're going to get together and jump on and play. Um, and again, I think it's big. I think you're, I think you're right, Scott. I think it's biggest issue was it sold itself as a game, as a service. So in its current incarnation, as of the time of this recording, um, you get the game, you sit down, you play it. You've got a, I would say, pretty good story campaign uh, that is that is very linear, uh, story-driven, uh, completely story-driven game that introduces a whole new world, uh, you know, its own universe of Avengers and sets things in motion and and runs you through, I think, a very cool, emotional three-act story. When you're done with that, you then jump onto the online component, which is arguably what the game really is. Um, my biggest issue with the story campaign is, first of all, uh, you don't... The, the Who you play as throughout the story is dictated by the story being told. And I'm fine with that for the most part. Uh, but my favorite Avenger that I want to play as is Thor. And if you're playing through the story campaign, you get to play him right away for about five minutes. Uh, and then you get to play him again about the end of act two. Uh, and then you can get him at the going into act three. Uh, someone did a breakdown of, of the time you spent playing each character. And, uh, I think Thor and cap average like 20 minutes of gameplay in the story mode. So I was a little disappointed there, but again, okay, fine. It's about the story. Fine, fine, cool, whatever. Um, I think the story is good, but uh, where the game shines, I think really is the combat gameplay because that's what it's all about. You know, I want to smash stuff and throw a hammer and fly around like Iron Man. And for a game that gives you six main characters, I think they did a really good job of of making every single one feel not only like they are, but uh, feel uniquely like that character. Um, yeah, the, the gameplay is is, is very decent. Uh, I like it, um, but uh, I don't know. Keep in mind, people started bitching about this game on week two, going into week three. I mean, um, another thing, once again, going back to the uh, um, the marketing campaign, is going into this game in September, people were expecting frequent DLC, quick DLC. They were, they were expecting the first DLC at the end of October, and then another DLC sometime end of, uh, end of November, early December. So, uh, And then going into week three, of having this game, everyone was pretty much done with the campaign, and they were like, Where, where's our DLC? I want, I want DLC now. I, I, need, I need something else. This game's so boring. This game's done. Like, in a month, people were bitching. 
month. Three weeks. Well, I'm going to go play devil's advocate and back up some of their, their complaints. Because, again, as the game stands right now, once you're done with story mode, it is, again, it's fun. I like it. But it is incredibly, incredibly repetitive and redundant. It's the same two villains over and over and over and over again. And for a while, there was a glitch where even though you're playing for two different factions, they would still spawn the same villain fight. So you would literally, oh, who am I fighting today? Oh, okay, I'm fighting Abomination two times, or, or however many times for that faction today. All right, cool. Um, the levels, which, again, uh, I think the layout is cool. I think they give you as, as varied a... a um, um landscape as they can there's a there's a arctic tundra there's the desert there's a forest there's a city uh you know your coruscant your endor your hoth all your basics um but you fly through those areas and that's your big open map the war zones is what they call them but then every mission where do you end up in a fucking aim facility uh, okay, I'm back in an aim thing. Cool. It's another big lab or another factory, or uh, which all get very redundant and, and very repetitive. And, and people complain they wanted uh, like raids. So what do they do? They they quickly slapped out kind of a raid, which is just those levels strung together. Um, you can't replay the story at all. So if there's a part of the story you liked or you wanted to go back and try it, you know, for a, maybe you missed an achievement or something, you can't because you, as of right now, you cannot replay the story. Um, so those people, and, and yes, they're complaining on the internet, so they're automatically annoying, but they have a leg to stand on in that the game did... And and again, part of this and part of everything uh, this year is fucking 2020. Uh, lots of people had nothing else to do other than sit around and play Avengers for 8, 10, 12 hours a day as soon as it dropped. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, somebody, you know, like like me, I, I, I get up, I go to work and stuff like that. I play for like an average of maybe an hour a day, something like that. I get home and I, can, I play for about an hour or so, and then I go do other things. You don't get bored with a game that quickly doing that. I mean, I still play the game. I'm a little miffed at certain aspects of the game. Yeah, would I like to see more villains? Absolutely. Um, but I don't know. Just the, the, the timing on it. Within the first month, everybody, and then they, they pushed back the DLC, and everybody just, just folded on them, man. I tell you what, they just... I don't know. Piss me off. No, there's plenty of people who are quick to pronounce it dead. And and I will say this. Granted, as far as I know, the developer never put out a roadmap of when DLC would be released. But from all the chatter I ever heard leading up to it, it was um, it'll the DLC, meaning new characters, will start dropping in November and it'll be roughly every month after that. You know, four to six weeks after that, new character, new character, new character. And they did, and this definitely hurt them as far as goodwill goes with some of those doomsayers uh, or, or some people who were really desperate for new content. They did miss their first release date for DLC. Uh, Kate Bishop was supposed to hit in October. Uh, she's now scheduled for early part of December. December 8th, I believe, is when she's going to drop. Yeah. Clint will hit in 2021. 
and then Spider-Man, and then past that, we don't know. Uh, lots of rumor, lots of people on Reddit, lots of people making YouTube videos about things people said on Reddit, uh, but nothing official from the developer. Um, and that's part of the, the issue is, um, and I'll go back to uh, my other obsession with 2020, is Predator Hunting Grounds. From day one, when Predator Hunting Grounds hit, there was a roadmap of, um, okay, here's the DLC we're going to roll out. And it wasn't necessarily didn't reveal everything. It was um, this day and date, uh, we'll put out new content for free for everybody. This day and date will be new uh, paid DLC. This day and date. And so, so you had an idea, not necessarily of exactly what was coming, but you knew when something new was going to be coming out. And they did uh, the first, what, like four or five months the game came out, had a steady stream of new weapons, new Predator, um, new new cosmetics, yeah, 18 they're... different versions of Dutch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, it, it, again, uh, they had a clear roadmap of here's when you can expect new stuff. Not necessarily here's here's what you're getting, but here's here's when new stuff will be available. Um, again, you could argue that's easier to roll at DLC for, for that game than this game, but they had a roadmap. And if, if they would just come out with a roadmap of... of Here's what's coming. Kate in December, you'll get Clint in whatever, March, whatever it is. You know, make make these dates optimistic or, or you know, uh, um, under promise, over deliver. Fine. Uh, but give gamers <coughs> some idea of what is coming. Uh, people are desperate to know when characters are coming out, when new storylines are coming out. Because, um, again, once you complete the storyline, the story is basically stagnant. And and one of the things I love about the idea of the game is that this is it's, it's a completely new Marvel universe, unique to itself. And I want, I enjoyed the first storyline. I want more story. I want to see more of this universe. Uh, and, and I don't have that. Once you finish the storyline, the story is okay. We're paused until DLC comes out to further it along. Yeah, we are in a holding pattern on story. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. And and. You know, it's glitchy. There, you know, people complain about bugs and glitches and things going wrong, and I feel like that's every fucking game now. Uh, nothing ever gets released finished. It gets released about seventy five percent done, and we'll patch it later. Um, hell, I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla and found out six hours in that there's a game breaking glitch on the second story mission, um, which still hasn't been patched as far as I know. Uh, but every game now has glitches and stuff like that. And I will give them credit. They have been very, very quick to roll out patches and fixes for these glitches. Uh, seemingly every couple of weeks, there's a new patch to, to fix stuff and improve stuff. Um, and they, they really have been attentive to their audience and tried to fix glitches as soon as they pop up. Uh, unlike certain other companies, gun media, um, they've been really, really good with fan communication, I believe. Just a roadmap or some some kind of release schedule, just to let people know what when to expect more stuff. Uh, I think would help them. I don't know. I look at it like uh, Christmas or like uh, Kickstarter stuff that that I've backed and completely forgotten about. I, I just play the game, and when I when I get online and I I launch it and it goes added to update, I'm like, ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> What am I getting today? Well, <clears throat> there's a perfect segue into our final topic then. 
because this sparked uh, and what I what I what I think slash hope might be a rant from Scott Cox, the question of are people justified in their anger over the lack of DLC for Marvel's Avengers or are modern gamers just a bunch of spoiled babies? Oh, I think you know my my position. Take it away, Commander Scott. Our gamers are spoiled babies. <laughs> Completely. Just, my God. Like, spoon feed me what I want you to feed me, and if I don't like it, I'm going to kill you. It, it goes to this whole cancel culture that's, that's going on now. At least that's what I've heard it called. And, and that is, you know, and, and one thing that, that, that I disagree with completely um, was the whole Sonic the Hedgehog thing. That was a mistake. The, the, the studio going back and, and caving to fan pressure and, and, and making Sonic better. Yeah, he looked like crap, but that was their Sonic. You gave, you gave fandom power when, when, when they did that. And the one thing a fandom cannot have is power and influence. You can't give it's like negotiating with terrorists. You can't do it. <laughs> it's the worst thing about any franchise is the fans. Worst. Just completely. They are the worst. They're, they're horrible. Um Yeah, I, I I don't know. I when I I've been playing, you know, you know, back when 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 I was, you know, I, I don't know. When I was introduced to game, the uh, video games and such, and, and things. I mean, we had blips on a screen. I remember Super Mario Brothers came out, and it was awesome. And you know how long we played the same levels for Super Mario Brothers? How long it took us to get DLC for Super Mario Brothers? It was called Super Mario Brothers Two, and it was years. Uh, That's yeah. the way it was, and we liked it. You know, I but I. I agree with Scott and I, I have not played the Avengers game. I mean, I played it for like what half a minute when I was visiting John. Yeah. The demo. Cause the game wasn't out yet. Yeah. And I'm just not a fan of the way that games are now where like everything is online multiplayer, like, and they gear the game towards that. Um, for example, call of duty. Okay. Before Call of Duty, there was a game, (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember it or not, called Medal of Honor. Yeah. I love Medal of Honor series. I I played Medal of Honor, and I loved Medal of Honor. And then, you know, Call of Duty was in that same vein as Medal of Honor, you know, World War II first person shooter. And that was go through the campaign, go through the story. There wasn't online. It was go through the story, play the campaign. You you go back to like, you know, like you said, Super Mario Brothers. I was more into, I had a Sega Genesis, so I played a lot of Sonic. Um, Same thing, go through the levels, play the story. And that's, that's what I've always done is played through the levels and do the story mode. And now the story mode, like the campaign itself is secondary to all of the online stuff like people now buy the new call of duty games not for the story 
and not for the campaign, but just to do the online stuff. Like there's people out there that all they do, I'm not even sure that they've played through the missions. You know what I mean? They just go straight to the multiplayer. And that's, that sucks because a lot of developers, like a lot, some of these games have very good campaigns. And that's what I enjoy playing more because I'm not an online multiplayer type of person. That's not what I grew up doing and that's not what I'm going to do. So when I buy a game, I want like the campaign experience. So like when I think about what you guys are talking about with uh, um, Avengers, I want to be able to choose one of the Avengers and go play through a campaign as that Avenger. And then when I complete the campaign with that Avenger, go back and maybe try it with a different one. You know, that's that's what I would like out of games. But they're just sort of, right. you know, everything's geared towards, hey, let's play online together. Like, like look, at J- look at GTA 5, right? Grand Theft Auto 5. If you ever played any of the Grand Theft Autos, the point of Grand Theft Auto is to entertain yourself, stealing cars, blah, 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 blah. For hookers, yeah. Yeah, you know, get a hooker and shoot her. You know what I mean? Like, that's this, like, you're causing crime to just sort of play the game. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, you're a criminal in the game. What's the point of having a giant online multiplayer of all sorts of criminals doing criminal activity together? That kind of, to me, negates the point of, well, playing Grand Theft Auto. Well, when it, when it, when it comes to this, you know, the the campaign versus multiplayer, I I don't really mind multiplayer uh, online multiplayer stuff because I like playing with you know my friends. Yeah. I don't get on, I don't play with strangers because that's not me. I know there are several people out there, especially the, the newer gamers. They That's the format that they like. That's what they're growing up with. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what they love. Um, I love a good death match. I've played the, the online Call of Duties and things. Um, when it comes to multiplayer, though, you got, you got the, the two, you get two different like um, formats of it. You've got Co-op, semi-co-op, and you've got, like, full PvP free-for-all. Like, GT5 is full, just PvP free-for-all. So you just pop into this world populated by the players, and you just all go do whatever, whenever, wherever. Just like um, the multiplayer on Red Dead Redemption 2, whatever Uh. one is. I don't like those multiplayers. Because they're literally just filled with assholes who just want to fuck with you, and they don't leave you alone. Who sit at the spawn point for new yeah. players and just kill you over and over and over again? And it's like, dude, I don't even have that much silver for you to steal from me. Yeah, yeah, that fucking sucked. Yeah, it does. It gets it gets old. I don't care for it. I guess they love it. That's why they play it. That's fine, and that's them. They they they're allowed to like what they like. Uh, but then you get the semi co op. Uh, so Avengers is a full co op. You know, there there is no PvP. On Avengers, and I think that's I think that's really ambitious. Uh, Yet, as far as I know, uh, Destiny's full co-op. No, yes, Destiny's, well, Destiny's semi-co-op because you have like team deathmatch stuff that you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's semi-co-op because you got PvP, you got player on player, but it's teams. You know, you're on a team and everything, and and that's all well and good. 
Um, everybody's somewhat on an even footing. Um, but Avengers is it's full co-op, um, and I like that. But you don't have to play it multiplayer. Uh, I don't, except when I'm playing with, with my friends. Uh, uh, John said he doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't do the matchmaking. You gotta, don't, don't play with strangers. Um, and while you can't go back through the story, you can play it in the manner that you suggest, uh, Doc. And that is because I did the same thing. I, I, I went through the story, got out to where I could, you know, play whatever character I wanted. Um, and, uh, and I picked Iron Man and I went through Iron Man and I, I, I leveled him all the way up to where I could, went through missions and everything. Uh, and then I went back and did the same with Cap. Uh, started playing him, learned his moves, uh, learned how to play him because it is different. Uh, then I went back and I did Thor. Uh, and now I'm going back and playing, you know, as, as Kamala and leveling her up. So you can pick your favorite Avenger, play him. Uh, you're not going through the story, but you're still playing the character and and, and doing the missions and, and, and everything else like that. And I think that there's enough uh, variation in the mission types that as long as it's taken in moderation, it doesn't get old, it doesn't get boring. Now, once again, if you're sitting there playing 10, 12 hours a day, yeah, to get boring but if you're playing 10 12 hours a day i'm sorry anything should get boring like anything well <clears throat> i'm gonna jump in and play devil's advocate a little bit then yeah and say scott you're absolutely wrong because the fans saved sonic <laughs> because and i'm not making this up do you know what the fourth highest grossing movie of 2020 is what's that sonic the goddamn hedgehog oh no 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 don't don't get me wrong real quick no I didn't say the fans didn't save it. And I didn't say that the fans' suggestions were wrong. Okay. The fans' suggestions were right on. They were spot on. That original Sonic looked like crap. That was a horrible Sonic. What I said was wrong was the studio caving to them. <laughs> and I'm arguing that Ow. the studio made the right call because it grossed them $400 million. Um, listening to feedback is is key. And it's one of the things that I, I give uh, for talking about Avengers um crystal dynamics full of props for is they're on the reddit forums they're on the facebook groups they're listening to fan feedback they're yeah. trying to give people what they want as fast as they can they're trying to face glitches as fast as they can i think the problem is if you're talking about old school games mario uh castlevania metroid those games are designed they're complete experiences which is to, to use uh today's um, they are games designed with a specific storyline, experience, what have And they're designed, because they're for whole home consoles, they're designed to be difficult enough that it takes you a while to master them so that progressing through levels is difficult and you, you the player, as your skill level gets better with that character, uh, you get better and further in the game because you want to make sure you get your money's worth out of it. Look at games that are basically arcade ports. Those games are designed to be fairly easy. You pick up the controls quickly. You get the gist of it fine, but you die a lot because they want you to keep pumping quarters in. So when you port that to a home system, it kind of gets boring because, oh, I'm dead again. Hit start to continue. Okay, here we go. We're back up again. Games designed for home console were designed to be fair but difficult. 
you don't get those games anymore. Those games, by and large, don't exist anymore. What what makes money, which is what drives the industry, uh, as much as we hate it, Jay, is online multiplayer. Ugh. And and DLC. <laughs> we're not just going to sell you the game for 60 bucks. We're going to sell you the game, and then we're going to get as much money out of you while you're playing the game as possible. We're going to convince Obi John to keep spending 20 bucks a week for two months to get more Thor costumes. Did I say too much? That might have been an overshare. <laughs> <laughs> uh but they got me damn it they got me uh that's and, and and i'll say this like their dlc totally fair it is not it's not a pay to win dlc system you can get costumes and perks and stuff like that just by playing the game or if you're impatient like some people are i don't know i don't want to name names or point fingers uh you can just shell out another 20 bucks and complete your hero card and i'll Sorry, all the DLC stuff is cosmetic. You can't pay to level up your character faster. I can pay to get, you know, new costumes and stuff, uh, and and maybe get some in-game currency a little bit faster. But for the large, uh, by and large, all the DLC stuff that's coming out is is purely cosmetic, which is great because that's that's you know when you go back to stuff like uh, Star Wars Battlefront, that's what people were pissed about is is. Uh, pay to win kind of scenarios where if I shell out enough money and get good enough gear and you know good enough character uh, from day one, I can just roll people on the game because I spent you know two hundred bucks from day one. Uh, so props to them on that. But that's what gaming is, and I'll say with a game like Avengers, I would be disappointed if it, if there wasn't an online component to it, be simply because like me and Scott keep saying, I enjoy playing Avengers by myself. It's immensely more fun when I'm playing with friends. Yeah, uh, and and I would be disappointed if there wasn't a a co op online component to the game. I love Ghostbusters the video game. I'm really disappointed there's no online co op for the remastered version because that was super fun. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, you don't spend 190 bucks, uh, 190 million dollars. Sorry, developing a game to then just charge 60 bucks when it comes out. That kind of investment is we want people playing. We want people playing this game for years to come. This is a a upfront investment for a service people will keep coming back to and back to and back to. That's you can't do that with a a purely story driven linear gameplay. And those they, they still exist. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, perfect example. Very story driven. Very linear. Uh, fantastic game but that was sort of ea's hand being forced by the fans because of the battlefront fuck-ups uh where it was all online and all dlc and all um microtransactions and and they're like oh 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 we need a game that has none of that okay we need a completely story driven game with little to no dlc and no microtransactions okay here you go sorry guys here you go look look we made one for you sorry um talk about a game though that needs some DLC. Um, well, fuck that. It just needs the goddamn sequel already. Come on, get on it, people. Uh, too. <laughs> but no, again, uh, I love Jedi Fallen Order, but that is the game you play, you finish, and then there's not a whole lot of incentive to go back and play it again. Well, the only the only the only incentive to keep playing after you finish the story is to uh, to revisit all the, the locations and find all the hidden and secret stuff. That's yes. just just to explore. That's that's it. That's yeah. It. But again, 
a great game like that, you don't get to without backlash from fans over other games that went to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Um, and then you know, Jedi Fallen Order was very much EA's make good to fan. It was. Uh, I, I played Battlefront when it came out, and I, I, I found myself not really caring for it, and I didn't like it. And, of course, you had all the, like you said, the backlash over the, the microtransactions and stuff. So much so that I, I didn't pick up Battlefront 2 when it came out because myself, like a lot of other people, were just so, so fed up with, with everything that happened over the first one. But in the interim, uh, see, see, interim in the intervening time period. See how I use that. He's, he's not going to hear that. I know, but still, okay. just in case. See, in the interim. Um, where was my point? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, <laughs> we don't know, Scott. Uh, I, I have picked up Battlefront Two uh, used copy now that it was you know it's cheaper and, and stuff, and I've, I've played it several times, and I find myself actually enjoying it. It's it's not a bad game. It's still got microtransactions, but it's a more solid game than Battlefront 1 was. Battlefront 2 eventually got to be the game people thought they were getting when they first bought it, but that, that took a long time to get to that level. I, I don't know. I, I just picked it up here recently. Exactly, yeah. yeah you're you're uh, ahead of the curve, or behind the curve, or whatever. You had lots of time of, of them fixing it to... to to, to benefit you um but no so that's i mean and I, i'm i'm kind of in the middle here because i'm kind of with scott yeah uh gamers nowadays are uh, pretty fucking spoiled uh you goddamn kids these days with your online multiplayer <laughs> and your, your your Fortnite and your flossing and your, your which Fortnite, yeah. jesus i don't get i, I played Fortnite. i don't i, I don't get it Someone explain it to me. I don't understand the attraction. I, I don't get it. I got bored. Personally, um, I liked the, the the concept of Fortnite, and and I've played it several times. I'm no good at it, but if this game, if this was a game format that came out when I was younger, just like its target audience, you know, now and stuff, I would absolutely love it. Um, my big problem with Fortnite is uh, the 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 the, uh, the the game environment shrinks too fast. I would like it more if, if if I had a little bit more time to explore, and the match yeah. just a little that's, bit longer. It's not what the game is about, Scott. But it's not what the game is about. Yeah, that's entirely true. See, it, see, you're an old school gamer. You get plopped into an environment, and your first in- instinct is to explore and loot because yes. that's what you've been trained to do. I've been trained to do exactly. <laughs> you would love Valhalla. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't know. You might go insane with Valhalla. Those maps get really big, and there's lots of stuff to go do. I'm I'm kind of uh, paralyzed with uh, too many decisions on that game. But I'm, uh, I'm planning on picking up Valhalla uh, at some point. Um, and I was actually going to ask, uh, how close is it to the the, the TV show Vikings? Because that's my biggest fear is it's basically just a rehash of Vikings. Oh God, no, no, no. I mean it's. It's a Viking storyline, so there's going to be similarities. Uh, but remember, the TV show Vikings is based on actual historical Vikings. Yeah. So it's it's not so much we ripped off the TV show as it is the Assassin's Creed games have always based themselves in specific historical periods. And this is set around that same historical period. So there's, there's names you're going to recognize, like Ragnar Lothbrok. You're going to recognize that game. The, one of the places you go is a settlement founded by the Sons of Ragnar. 
Okay. Uh, there's there's a weapon in the game named after Legatha, who was a real historical person. Uh, but it's 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 not um, just a rehash of the yeah story. yeah. Not at all. It's uh, you're, you're going to start out in uh, spoiler in a Viking game. You're going to start out in Norway, uh, <laughs> and then eventually, and I, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, eventually, you're going to go raid all of Europe, uh, starting with England. Uh, and, and by that I mean I haven't got past England because goddamn England is big. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to go raid. Uh, okay. You're going to hit people with axes. Uh, there's a drinking mini game. That's fun. Uh, you, you get a boat you can you can sail around in uh, and sing songs. Uh, I don't think that spoils that much, but uh, yeah. But no, it, it is not as a rehash of, of the Vikings TV show. Okay, I was curious about that. Cool. I forgot what I was going to say something about now. Oh, I'm sorry. I it happens. I did. It's okay. No, it's... Uh... I'm playing a lot of that game. Here's, I'm ADHD, so I have a very short attention span. If something doesn't grab me, I get bored and quit playing. Like I was obsessed with Predator uh, Hunting Grounds until Avengers came out, and I haven't touched Hunting Grounds since uh, Avengers came out. And I got bored with Avengers, so I jumped onto Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I've got like 30 hours into it right now. And then today I was like, you know, sitting down, and when he's like, you're going to go raid? I'm like, nah. she goes, what? I'm like, Goes, are you already bored I'm like <laughs> I, went back, I went back in and played avengers for a little while today um but uh you it is absolutely worth the money uh valhalla uh you will get uh hours and hours and hours of gameplay just one hint uh when you start because i don't think it's been fixed yet um i won't spoil anything but when it tells you after you rescue your crew to row back to your village, listen to them and go right back to your village. Uh, don't they're gonna they're gonna throw things at you to do. They are gonna they're gonna they dangle them like keys in in, in front of a, an animal. Uh, uh, they're gonna hey you want to raid here? Hey there's a spot over here you can go explore. Hey there's some treasure over here. Ignore all that. Put your blinders on. Just sail home. And when it tells you to go talk to this dear lady, go talk to her right away. Then you can go do everything else. Because apparently if you do anything other than that, uh, it'll break your game. And uh, d- don't put six hours into a game, but I have to restart it. Sounds like fun. So I guess I'm 40-some hours in the game if I count all that. <clears throat> anyway. The point of all that originally was supposed to be... Uh, gaming is weird nowadays, uh, and we're old. Uh, but no, the, the point I was trying to make is is games aren't made the same way anymore, um, and and I can kind of see both sides of it. I guess I, I can see where where you guys are coming from. The fucking kids are spoiled these days because uh, they are. Um, but I can also see some of the you know if I'm going to invest uh, and again if I'm going to spend sixty bucks on a game. I want to know I'm getting 60 bucks worth out of it. So it's easier for me to get something like Avengers where it's sold as, no, 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 this isn't a game. This is a service. You're going to play this for years. Your 60 bucks is an investment. That you're going to be, it's going to pay itself off because you're going to be playing it forever versus, and again, I love the game, but Jedi Fallen Order, great game, played it. Uh, once I finished the story, I haven't touched it since. So... Six in one, half a dozen in the other? 
Six of one, half a dozen of the other. <sighs> I believe that's the end of the show. Anyone have, anyone have anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, I had my hand bet- between two pillows this whole time. Those weren't pillows. all right then i'm gonna let uh thank you for listening this has been your nerd alert scott i'm gonna give you the last words i hope you know what words i want you to say it's four of them two of them are the same no disassemble stephanie two of those words are not the same Yah yah sisterhood. Go go gadget copter. That's uh, better than your first guess, Jay. I'll give you that. Uh, uh, no. Happy Turkey Day, gobble gobble, motherfuckers. Bell. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Ah!